So I just recognized, well, well welcome to the hour of the day. <laughs> I just recognized that I don't, uh, like, I don't, I don't, I don't do Tao of the day at the same time every day. I like to try and start them at the top of the hour. Uh, that gives me at least some sort of a semblance of, of scheduling. Here it is moving right into seven o'clock right now. And Tao of the day is an interesting thing because I, I just present it. You know, I don't, uh, it's not something that I have a plan for. It's not something that, and, and the reason that I say that is because I just got, uh, I just received a message from Inma Abstract here on, on Wisdom. And I got the message through Instagram and she's just so grateful for the Tao of the day. And, and I'm grateful for her and that she listens and that this is such a beautiful platform. And she mentioned, you know, like, I, I don't use the word channel, but she mentioned that, you know, I channel these. And yeah, maybe that's true. Maybe it's true. Maybe if I were to open myself up to that language, I'd be able to see that some of these are very, very much channeled through me. So uh, if you have a number between 1 and 81 uh, that is burning in your heart, I would love to have you join me. And let's talk about the Tao of the day. Uh, the Tao, the Tao Te Ching is uh, at the core of Tao of the day, obviously, it's, it's in the title. And what that is, is a 300, uh, it, was, it was, I don't know why I keep saying 300, but it was written 600 BCE, uh, so it's more than 300 years ago, there's no 300 involved in it at all, so I don't know why I've been wanting over the last couple of days to say 300. I'm going to go ahead and take a note of the, the number 300 and see what that comes up, uh, where that shows up in my life. And this is what I like to do. If something, you know, presents itself multiple times, I like to just take a note and say, hmm, what is that? What's going on there? And so, like, if guests come up and they, they pick the same number over and over, I'm always like, hmm, I wonder wonder what that's about. I wonder why why you need that number so badly. Maybe maybe we can look at different translations and find new ways of understanding it. So if you have or haven't visited me before on Tao of the Day, I welcome you. And I want you to know that uh, this is a platform where I read from the Tao Te Ching. Once again, the Tao Te Ching was written 600 BCE. This is around the same time scholars say that the Old Testament was written, so it is considered an ancient text. Now, um, all of these things can be argued. Uh, they were written, you know, whether or not you know the Bible was written, the, the the Old Testament was written then, or it was written earlier, or whatever. I don't want to get into any factual arguments. I just like to just state some things and let you understand why I'm coming here and doing this. This ancient text was written at a time when we were moving from one, one awakened moment of consciousness and moving into another. And as we moved away from heart-opened consciousness and into logic, we were losing the, we were losing touch with what it means to be reasonable in the world and reasonable through our heart and through love. And that's why I look at the Tao Te Ching as translating to the canon of reason. It is the canon, the collection of writings that help us live a reasonable life and reasonable to an open heart, reasonable to an open heart. And that's, that is through 
Um, that is because as the heart was yielding to the head in our consciousness, we were losing focus on what was important. We were losing focus on how to live life so that we could live more comfortably. And as we have lived increasingly comfortably, we went from like understanding and being excited by all of these little things of comfort, all these little things of technology from the wheel to, <laughs> to all, of the, all of the technologies that we have established um, from that moment in time, from well before 600 BCE. We have, uh, you know, really embraced commerce and embraced commercialism, embraced consumerism. And here we are in a world where, you know, we have homes and food and calories that we could never consume. They have so many calories on the market that we're throwing so many of them away. And this isn't reasonable anymore. And we have to recognize that it's not about going back, but it's about going forward. And in order to go forward, we have to understand the the feminine of the structures that we have established so much of these this consumerism and commerce and all that that's a masculine approach to understanding the depths of who we are and and, and our connection to one another and so uh, i'm here presenting the Tao of the day and every day you can pick a different number well for 81 days and then you have to start looking at them again but we can also look at different translations so um, i invite you up to pick a number between 1 and 81 and uh, see what what the Tao has in store for you you know i'm not here to teach you about the Tao. and i told i told the first time andy scarantino uh, joined me on the Tao. She said, well, I'm not an expert at the Tao. And I said, well, yes, you are. You are an expert because you are the Tao. There's nothing, nothing within you that doesn't touch the Tao. So you are an expert at the Tao. And I want each and every one of you to recognize that you are also an expert at the Tao, even if you've never heard of it before, because you've been carrying it with you this whole time. Whether you've, whether you've known it or not, no matter if you're Christian or Catholic or Jewish or, or Muslim, doesn't matter. The Tao is within you because the Tao is bigger than all of those. All of those are just structures that kind of focus on and, and hone in on what the Tao is. And at their core, at the core of each and every religion, at the core of each and every philosophy, and the core of each and every atheist is the Tao. It can't be escaped. It can't be found. It can't be pointed to. It can only be experienced. And every experience you have is revolved around this Tao. And you are part of a bigger machine. You are playing your role. And if you turn your back to playing that role, you will be playing your role all the same. There's nothing you can do to separate yourself from the Great Mother, from the Tao. You are simply a structure that emanates and reacts from and to the Tao. And we all will die. And when we die, we will return to the Tao completely, wholly, in a way that as masters on this planet, we attempt to do within our lives so that we can get the most out of our lives, so that we can receive the most 
the more you try to manhandle and wrangle the things around you through logic and understanding, well, the more you lose it. So it's not about understanding. It's not about knowing. It's actually more about not knowing and more about trusting and having faith in without having to understand. I did a talk yesterday on Clubhouse. I'm part of a group men's ESN and we were talking about hugging and I had to talk about the idea that like I can hug you without ever meeting you. I can hug you without ever being in the same room as you. That's possible. And the reason that's possible is because of the Tao. It's because we are connected. We live in a paradox. And that paradox is that we are 100% separate beings in physical bodies. And we are 100% spiritual beings connected to all things. This paradox is what we have been trying to understand for millennia. It was a it was a paradox that did not seem paradoxical at one point. But it became paradoxical as we entered the mind and entered the logical aspects of living. And now we are stepping away from those logical aspects. We have we have gone as far as we can with logic. And now it is time to step into ourselves and to understand who we are deeply understand that we are connected and it's not even an understanding because you can't understand it you know i tell you like think of what is infinite you say god is infinite and you will understand infinite in some aspect that you understand it and yet that is could never be infinite right because that'll be a box that you put around the word infinite that relates to how you understand it how ridiculous. We could never understand the infinite. We could never understand the, the wholeness that we are. But when we can just close our eyes and have faith that it is, then we, we welcome ourselves into a whole new world. We waken ourselves up to an understanding of who had that thought. It wasn't me. It wasn't me really. It wasn't the great me that had that thought. That is the thought of fear, that is the thought of this body, this small aspect of who I am. And the Tao Te Ching brings us to a place of trying to understand that, trying to understand that. And, and I use the word understand, and that's such a bad word. There's really no word for it. The, the Tao tries to invite us to surrender understanding. It presents the paradox in such a way that we understand and yet still can't grasp. And moment to moment, as we attempt to grasp and realize that there's nothing to grasp, we get to let go even further. And as we let go, we start to reveal that which has always been there, the foundation. And that's Tao. If you talk to... Dr. Rao, you'll, you'll, you'll hear him reference Brahman. Brahman is the same as Tao. It doesn't matter what you call it, really. It's you, and it's me, and it's all of us. You don't have to have any spiritual belief in your body 
because you've had ideas, you've had thoughts in your life that have come from nowhere. And you don't have to contribute those to anything other than science. And that science is Tao. Now, the more you try and understand science, the more it slips through your fingers, just as the more you try and understand Tao or Brahman, the more it slips through your fingers. The further you go, you know, when you talk about, you know, the, the qualia, when you start talking about all of the things that, that the hard questions that are in science, the, the shakiness that's in science, all of that, that's Tao, that's Brahman, that's science. You won't understand. And when you can, when you can embrace that, when you can embrace the idea that you won't understand, then you can be there where it is. Now we try and use the mind to understand itself. And when we do that, we get lost. So if you have a number between one and 81, you want to select and talk about, I would, I would welcome you to do that just to let me know what your what your number is and then we can have a conversation about that what'll happen is i'll read the dao once and ask you what you think about it as you uh you'll give me your initial thoughts what came out what, what showed up for you what words or lines were really stood out because sometimes these are long enough in which they will they will escape us, the, the wholeness of them will escape us. And then once we do that, we'll be able to move into understanding of the whole and we'll go through it line by line. So that's what we'll do. And I'll pick a number this morning and I'm moving over to the, um, to the Isabel Mears translation. Now, Isabel Mears wrote this translation in 1918, I believe. And, um, What's what's nice about like looking at translations that are old is that one uh, she wrote it in a time that is different from today, so I get to experience how her translation is slightly different from translations from like 1988 with the Stephen Mitchell translation that I use. So this is you know 70 years different. You know, 70 years of other translations that informed Stephen Mitchell. 70 years of seeing the solidifying of logic. If we think about logic in 1918 and think about logic in 1988, the experiences we've had in those 70 years was huge, especially as it relates to race, especially as it relates to war, especially as it relates to life and death, all of those things. There's a lot in between that. And 1988 is much closer to today in which we have moved away from logic more. More people have moved away from having simply, having lives that are simply logical. So um, I'm going to 76 today. And in Isabel Mears, she says, In life, man is soft and tender. In death, he is rigid and hard. In life, plants and trees are soft and pliant. In death, they are withered and tough. Thus, 
Rigidity and hardness are the companions of death. Softness and tenderness are companions of life. This is why the soldier who trusts in strength does not conquer. The tree that re relies on its own strength invites the axe. Great strength dwells below. Softness and tenderness dwell above. So I know this verse very well, but I don't think I've ever read it from Isabel Mears's point of view. And I want to point out that this is super clear to me. Um, even, even I, I don't know that I would say even more so than it's, it's the most clear Isabel Mears verse I think I've ever read. And I'm going to reread it and then we're going to go through it. In life, man is soft and tender. In death, he is rigid and hard. Think about, think about like life and death here, right? Where in your life are you rigid? Are you rigid in your ideas? Are you rigid in, I mean, if we look at the gun laws here in the United States, as we are coming out of this massacre with the school massacre where 18 children, I think died. Are we, are we rigid? Are, are we being rigid about how we understand the gun laws? Are we not being soft? Are we not being pliant? Are we not being tender? Are we rigid and holding fast to ideas, even in the face of these things? So in life, man is soft and tender. We're soft, we're able to yield. In death, he is rigid and hard. And so can we say that we're being rigid a little bit with the way that we understand gun laws, the way that we don't want to change here as a country? Is that something that's happening? Because if it is, then we're in death. We're in death. But if we're able to be soft and tender and understand everybody, but still make those, make the, make the moves and make the choices, then we would be in life. Make the choices that need to be made in order to make sure that we are, uh, we are staying in life. We want to be, we want to be fluid. We want to make sure that we are being soft and tender in those moments. And in death, he is rigid and hard. In life, plants and trees are soft and pliant. In death, they are withered and tough. Think about how toughness, toughness refers to death. How tough are you? How tough are you? You can be super tough and all the more power to you, but in life, plants and trees are soft and pliant and death, they are withered and tough. What does that say? The toughness sits squarely in the camp of death. Are you gonna, are you gonna fight until they draw you, the, your gun from your cold, dead hands? Is that how tough you are? Because if you're that tough, you're walking hand in hand with death. And good for you if that's where you want to be. But in life, plants and trees are soft and pliant. Man is soft and tender. In death, he is rigid and hard, withered and tough. Being here, being able to yield to this moment, being able to yield to the, 
to the whole, being able to yield to who you are. I think that is, that is life. This continues to say, thus rigidity and hardness are companions of death. Softness and tenderness are the companions of life. How can, like, I mean, I can feel that in my heart. I don't know if you can. But in death, thus rigidity and hardness are, are companions of death. You know, I, sometimes I'll flip through wisdom, I'll flip through different rooms, I'll flip through stuff, and everybody wants to be rigid, everybody wants to be tough. Everyone wants to be seen as, I don't know. I have no idea. Anytime, anytime I come into a room and someone's angry at anything, I always kind of go, hmm, I can't stick around. These are companions of death. I have no interest in being a companion of death. You'll kill my day. You'll kill my time. You'll kill me in the end. So... I try not to hold on to rigidity. Of course, I have also stepped up into rooms where people were angry and and just kind of presented this moment, presented the calmness that I can bring. I can yield to that. I can receive that. Then we move on to say, that is why a soldier who trusts only in strength does not conquer. How beautiful is that? Can you, can you see that? See a, a soldier who's like, I got this. I'm gonna go like, I'm gonna go just be strong and like we have we have praised people like that, but they do not conquer. They do not conquer all. I mean, I think of that number three hundred, and we think about the three hundred um, Spartans, right? I kept their kept their city alive one more day. They all died. They didn't conquer. The soldier who trusts only in strength does not conquer. The tree that relies on its strength invites the axe. You attract attack every time you hold on to strength. When you say, my strength will prevail, you attract attack. There's no reason for you to hold on to anything. It's much more open for you to just receive, just to yield, just to be soft in the moment right now as it is. That's, that's the work we do. That's why a soldier who trusts only in strength does not conquer, and the tree that relies only on its strength invites the axe. says, look at how big I am. Look at how straight I am. Well, what a great tree for a boat. <laughs> great strength dwells below. That's in the deep. Right? Great strength dwells below but softness and tenderness to all above. If you can present the world with softness, strength will support that. Your strength, the great strength of the Tao, will support that. You will be supported in that. 
that was 76. It's such a beautiful, poignant moment right now to have at number 76. I'd love to invite you to ask yourself, where in your life is there softness? And where in your life is there rigidity? Where you are rigid is where you are inviting death. Where you are rigid is where you are attracting attack. You're inviting attack. And when you invite attack, you're going to see that attack everywhere. I thank you for listening to the Tao of the Day today. My name is Martin John. Uh, if you have a number between 1 and 81 you want to choose, of course, step up. But uh, if you'd love to, uh, if you'd like to connect with me, I'm doing workshops every Tuesday and I have a one-on-one -on -one, um, uh, subscription service that you'd be able to join at the moment. So please consider, consider working with me. If you are, if you benefit from the work that I do, consider uh, donating or, or giving me a tip through my links here on Wisdom. I appreciate your listening and I appreciate you. Thank you so much. And until next time, keep recovering yourself.